ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. And how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Well, I'm all right now that I got you on the program because, uh, tell you what, I enjoy these broadcasts with you, my friend. Welcome back. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Everybody, welcome. Today is a live broadcast. We made it to January 9th, 2024, and I'm honored to be here with Evangelist Joseph Ferrara, coming to you from Port St. Lucie, Florida. He's about to preach the word. Brother Joseph, you want to open us in prayer, and the microphone is yours. Thank you, Shannon. It's good to hear your voice, and uh, we're... uh Getting a big storm here on the East Coast, but we're down in Florida, and we're going to get some uh, storms tomorrow, late in the afternoon. A lot of wind and rain. So it's been a stormy stormy time around uh, Christmas and New Year, and uh, so we're going to go now into the service. As we serve the people tonight, the Word of God, and with prayer and uh, thanksgiving, we enter His gates. And we thank you, Lord, for those gates. And someday we're going to walk through those pearly gates, and we're going to be saved, and we're going to live forever with Jesus. But right now we have to occupy till you come back, Jesus. That's what you told us to do, but you are the King. And you said you would come back and reward us for our works. As we work with you, Lord, we're co-workers with you. And uh, you will reward us for our faithfulness as you call us to preach and teach and pray and serve you, Lord, in whatever capacity you have blessed us with. And I thank God for uh, Shannon Davis and his family, his children. I ask that you bless them, Lord. And uh, you're able to do abundantly above all that he asks or think for his family, Lord. And uh, he has children. We ask that you bless them as they grow in the admonition of the Lord. And uh, we thank you, Lord, again for the widows, uh, that people will be sent to help the widows in the church. And we always pray for the orphans, Lord. We pray that you will send your people to take care of the orphans and to teach them about Jesus, Lord, and bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. I pray that they will be supplied with all their needs that they need, Lord, food and clothing and shelter. Lord, uh, in this troubled times that we live in, Lord, it's time for war. Not only spiritual war, but it's, uh, nations arising against nations. And uh, right now, uh, we prayed today, and uh, we prayed about uh, Iran and uh, Iraq and uh, what's going on in the Middle East. And uh, now they have just about got everything they need to uh, make a bomb. So, uh, Lord, we live what Jesus said in Matthew 24 that before I come back, these things will happen. And they call them sorrows, time of sorrow, uh, 
but where to look up and to look for our Redeemer. And uh, he w is going to come back the same way he left for his church and then the second coming. So, uh, Lord, I pray for these times. They call them perilous times, stressful times, perilous times, troubled times. That's what they are. And uh, it's all over the world today. It's not like it used to be 20, 30, 40 years ago. We're, we're entering into the end times, and uh, Jesus said these would be the signs. So we have to get the gospel out. That's what he said. He said, first, you must get the gospel out, and then I'm coming. So we have to preach the gospel to every creature. And I'm so blessed that uh, the Lord made a way for me to preach. And uh, I met Shannon, and I can now preach to uh, an audience all over the world. All over the world. And uh, that's in the book tonight. We're going to look at that. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for the orphans. I pray, Lord God, for the sick and the, and the afflicted. That as they listen, I pray out there, somebody, uh, if you have a friend that doesn't know Jesus, that you give them a call and tell them to turn on to YouTube and uh, OmegaManRadio.com and uh, to hear the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, that he could be saved, that uh, love your neighbor and spread the word. Uh, tonight, we're in the gospel of Acts. The book of Acts, the book of action, and uh, it's right after the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we're going to look at uh, chapter 16 and then go into 17, and we pray, Lord, for the sick and afflicted as they hear the word tonight, that they pray to you, and I pray as I work with you, Lord, and all the people, as we work together, one can put a thousand, two can put ten thousand to flight. And, Lord, more and more as we come together in unity, Lord, that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church, that the gates of hell will not destroy people, that Satan's army will not destroy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that he will not win. Jesus, you said it. You told Peter the gates of hell will not prevail. I give you the keys. So, Lord, we have the keys tonight. We have authority, we have prayer, we have the word, we have the sword, and we lift it, lift it up now and we go into battle. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for the hungry, the famished people that don't have no food, no clothing, that are starving in this world. Somehow a helping hand will get to them and meet that need, Lord. Lord, a lot of people have it so good, but a lot of people are hurting and very needy. And I pray, Lord, that you will move upon people to help these people, Lord. I bring it up again, if you just give a glass of water, a cup of water to a disciple, you will get a great reward. A cup of water. That's how thirsty people are just for a cup of water. 
and that's in the natural. And I ask that you fill our cup spiritually, that you fill us with the Holy Ghost and with power, that you touch people, you move people tonight, you revive them, you bless them. In these days that we live in, it's so dark out there. Darkness covers the earth, it says. But let your light shine. It's so important that the light shines, the gospel shines, because Satan destroys people because of the things of this world, and he tempts them with the things of this world. But we have to give them the good news that Jesus loves them and cares for them, and he will save their soul for all eternity and give them the gift of eternal life by grace. I ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon my life as I preach the word tonight, as we look into the scriptures and everybody that's in tune and unity with us, I pray for that anointing to come. Those intercessors that are praying right now, and I pray for support for this ministry that people will support this ministry and add to this ministry, and Lord, give the increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow dim when you turn to the light of the gospel. The light of the gospel. Jesus is the light of the world, and he's coming back, and he will be the light for all eternity. But you know what he said? Now you're the light of the world, because I'm in you. I'm in you, and his light shines through us. Great mystery. God reveals his ministry, excuse me, his mysteries. As you seek him and ask him for revelation, he will give us understanding and wisdom and knowledge, which we're to grow in according to the book. According to the book of Colossae, we're to grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So let's grow tonight. We're like a tree planted, and we bear much fruit in our time and season. And we get bigger and bigger as we go through trials and tribulations, and we get stronger and stronger. And our roots go down further and further in the ground. As the wind blows, as the storms come, we stand. We stand like John the Baptist. We stand when all hell comes against us. We stand in Jesus' name. I'm in Acts chapter 16, and I'm looking where Paul just got out of prison. Paul just gets out of prison. And the man that was watching him says, what must I do to be saved? I pray that that is your question tonight, that you would ask me, what must I do to be saved? And I will surely help you to be saved. The word of the Lord, the word of the Lord is in the house tonight. Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in your house tonight as we communicate. Communicate, communications, Acts, what, 17, still on his missionary journey, and he passed 
True Amphibolis and Apollonia. They came to Thessalonica, where was the synagogue of the Jews. Paul and his manner was, went into them. Three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Openly and allegedly that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. That means the anointed one. The Jews. Christ means the anointed one in Greek. In Hebrew, Christ means the Messiah. So that's what Paul preached, the Old Testament. That Jesus came to die and rise again. Before these books were written, that Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Gospel. Two-thirds of the New Testament he wrote, but they were not ready yet. So they preached the Old Testament. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But the Jews which believed not moved with envy took unto them certain lewd fellows of the base of sort, and gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. This is the persecution of Paul that he received from the Jews. Uh, a lot of them were Pharisees, Sadducees, and they came against Paul for preaching Jesus. They did not want Jesus, and they persecuted Paul. They came after him, and this is what they said. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come to us also. That is the title of this message tonight. These that have turned the world upside down are come unto us. That's what they accuse Paul and Silas of preaching another king whom Jason hath received, and these do all do contrary to the degrees of Caesar. See, Caesar was to be worshipped. Caesar was king. Caesar was king, not Jesus. When they heard them preaching King Jesus, they went after them and said, you've turned the world upside down. No, really, they turned the world upright. They straightened out the world. The world needs a king. And there's only one king that can save their soul. No other king can do that. Unless they preach the gospel. Unless they preach the good news. King J Jesus is the king of all kings. Lord of lords that saves the human soul. He loved us so much that he came and gave his life for us on the cross so we could be saved. That is the right way. That is sound doctrine, which is teaching. That is correct, 100%. And that goes for the whole human race. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So saying that there is another king, one Jesus, 
And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city. When they heard these things, when they had taken security of Jason and other, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming went into the synagogue of the Jews. And these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. These people really got into the word, and they made sure what they were hearing was in the scriptures. Therefore, many of them believed also honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached to Paul at Berea, they came also and stirred up the people. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go, as it were, to the sea. But Silas and Timothy abode there still. And they that conducted Paul brought him into Athens. And receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timothy for to come to him with all speed, they departed. So this is part of their missionary journey. And Paul wrote the book of the Thessalonians and God raised up a church and uh, in Thessalonica, and Paul's preaching here, and because of the persecution, he moves on uh, from Berea and goes on into Athens. Athens is the capital of Greece to this day. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. That's against God. That is a sin against God. Uh, God said in the, in the commandments, he said, you, you shall not have any other gods before me. You shall make no graven images. So what they were doing was they were worshiping idols, images that they made. Not the true God. Idolatry is a sin against God. Anything that we make a God, anything that we put before God can be an idol. So this is what they were doing, and Paul's spirit was moved. Right away as he went into that place, they're called spirits, evil spirits of religion that bind the people, bind them to unsound teaching, bind them, and they have no freedom in Christ. They are bound with unsound teaching and uh, false teaching and false teachers and false prophets. And many were here where Paul went in. Paul didn't draw back. Paul went in. And therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews. And with the devout persons. And in the market daily with them that met with him. So Paul was out there in the highways and the byways, the hedges, the marketplaces. Like Jesus said, go into the marketplaces, go in. Everywhere and preach the gospel, and Paul was 
telling people about Jesus, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and people were disputing with him, but Paul was holding his ground, Paul was standing his ground, a very intelligent man. Paul could speak many languages, and he was uh, very, very sound and very... uh, studied in the scriptures. He sat under Gamaliel, a teacher of the Old Testament, and Paul was schooled by him. And Paul's whole whole life was given to religion. He was a Pharisee. And he went and he persecuted the church of Jesus Christ and uh, for the Pharisees. The Pharisees were a sect. And uh, there were 70 men on the Sanhedrin, and they made the laws and the religious laws, the dietary laws. They made the laws for the Jewish people, and uh, Paul was one of them, zealous. He was a zealous Pharisee until Jesus came to him on Damascus. He was on his way to Damascus. And Jesus met him, and Jesus appeared to him. The light appeared to him and blinded him. And he had to get his eyesight back, and God had a man of God lay hands on him, and he received his sight. And that's when Paul was called to preach, to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, and to tell them to repent, and uh, to deliver them from darkness and from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan. And now Paul's preaching that message that he was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, that he saw Jesus, and he knew Jesus in his heart, that he was alive, he rose from the dead, and we're all going to meet him. And Jesus taught Paul, And that's how Paul wrote two-thirds in the New Testament. And Jesus taught him in Revelation, and he wrote it, and then he put them in the scrolls, and that's how we have the Bible today. They took it all in time and put it together. God so loved us so much that he gave us this book, the bestseller in the world, the Bible. The bestseller in the world, the Bible. And the words in this book are able to save your soul and give you eternal life and set you free and bring healing and deliverance and peace in your life. Because these are God's words. Paul is stricken here with what's going on with these philosophers in verse 18. And certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Calling him a babbler. Thinking that he didn't have anything really to say. Others, some, he seemed to be a set of forth of strange gods. Because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Never heard it before. First time they ever heard it, they called him Jesus a strange God. And they took him and brought him unto Arabagus, 
saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. They say that Paul had a new teaching. They never heard it before. They were in the place where they would go and speak and uh, speak out things and and uh, for for Athens and set up laws and judges were there and and that was Paul's audience of who he was going to preach to. And they accused him of saying, for thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. So Paul is bringing into them a new thing. This is a new thing. And Paul's preaching to these people, and we have to look at who they were because they were Epicureans and Stoic philosophies. Paul wrote later on, do not listen to philosophies of men. And this is what you see here. And Epicurus had taught that gods exist. They are not interested in human affairs. Denying any future life, he regarded freedom and fear and pain, that is mental tranquility, as the highest goal in life. I'll tell you what, the highest tranquility is to have the peace of God and to have the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus Christ. Not merely pleasure, but mental pleasure is to be the goal of life. Do that which brings tranquility. Zeno, at about the same time, taught in the porch. His followers were known as Stoics, and he was a pantheist. And so he taught that men need to live in harmony with nature, practicing self-discipline and virtue. The Stoics would strive to deny their flesh. That is our, that is our nature that we're born with our emotions, and our will. Whereas the Epicureans would ignore it, seeking not to become its slave. Paul was regarded by this philosophers as a babbler, a seed picker, like the birds that flutter around the marketplace, picking up chance seeds. What significance thing Paul had to say? Nevertheless, they permitted him to speak at the Arabagus. That's in Mars Hill, where philosopher, moral, and religious matters were heard and evaluated. Here you see the people, the audience that Paul's going to preach to. Never been here before. Paul didn't back up. Paul didn't run. Paul stood his ground. Paul had a message, and he believed what he was going to do, and he went and he did it. He was not only talked about and slandered and looked down upon and not considered anything, but like a bird, they said, that he was, which picked up seeds from the ground of those that were teaching their views in the marketplaces. 
But they never heard about Jesus before. They never heard about the resurrection. And they said, we want to hear what you have to say, Paul. So Paul, instead of causing a riot here, won their hearts. He won their hearts. He took what they had to say about him. And he didn't fight back in his nature. But they wanted to hear him. Because Jesus was in him. That's what was given Paul the peace of God to stand his ground against these philosophers. Because they didn't have the truth. They were in vain philosophies. They believed things that were demonic. And they were going the wrong way. And they were bringing other people down with them. That's what false prophets, that's what false teachers do. But Paul knew inside that he had the truth. And he stood on his ground and he didn't back up because he knew that he had the truth. He knew he saw Jesus. He knew he saw the resurrected Christ. He knew he was called to preach to the Gentiles. And here he is in Greece, in Athens, with all these people surrounding him. He stood in the midst of Mars Hill, and he said, You men of Athens, I perceive that all things you are too superstitious. You know, I played a lot of sports growing up as a kid. And I, I would wear medals. I'd put them in my pants in the back. I'd wear them around my neck. And uh, there's some baseball players, even today, they have lines on the diamond. And they put these lines up on first base and second base. And as the pitcher walks on the, off the mound, he won't even step on those lines. Why? Because he thinks something will happen to him. Or he'll lose the game. Superstition. Superstition. Some ball plays, you open their locker, they got altars in their locker, and they worship false gods to try to win the game. This was goes on to this day. Superstition. Some people won't shave. They'll let their beard grow until they they get a hit. They might not have a hit for 30 games. Then they'll shave their beard. Superstition. You get it? Superstition. They were talking about an unknown God. God wants to be known. That's why we preach Jesus Christ crucified. God wants people to know how much he loves them. Now, he's not unknown. We are not to keep it secret. This was not done in a, in a, in a cave. It was done openly before the whole world. Up on a hill called Golgotha, that Jesus died on the cross between the earth and heaven, between two sinners, and an earthquake came and darkness came upon the earth. People got out of their graves, and the veil was torn in the temple, and God started to move as Jesus. Gave up the ghost. And he went into hell. And he preached to the captives. Those that were captives, he preached. 
the gospel of Jesus Christ and he led captivity captive. He went up to heaven and he built his church here on earth, gave instructions to the book of Acts, to the apostles on what to do when he left. What were they to do? Have a prayer meeting was the first thing they were to do and wait on the power. Paul is anointed here to preach the power of the Holy Ghost. And he said, I pass by and behold your devotions. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship him, declare I unto you. You see, they were in ignorance. A lot of people do these things because they think it's right. There's a lot of you people here tonight. A lot of you people at the sound of my voice, you're, you're worshiping idols. You're worshiping demonic spirits. You're not worshiping the true God. And I say that in love. You're ignorant, like Paul said. I don't say that to put you down. You're ignorant of spiritual things. Because the true God, Paul will tell him now, God that made the world. God that made the world. Wow. What a word. Now they hear about the creator. Paul goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. God that made the world and all things therein. All things therein. That goes for the fish, the oceans, the trees, the animals, all the human beings. He is God. He made it. Paul presents God as the creator of the earth. And it's his earth. He made it. God the Father had the plan. Jesus did the plan. And the Holy Ghost finished the plan of God and made it beautiful as Jesus finished, as he breathed into man and made him a living soul, and Adam and Eve were on the earth, and we all were in Adam. All the human race was in Adam. And Adam was the father of the human race, and Eve the mother. You see here, Paul says, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. You can't make God an image. You cannot make him an image, and that's what they were doing in those days. They were worshiping images and false gods. They were sacrificing their children. They were burning them alive to the gods of Moloch. Today, what are they doing today? Sacrificing children. Because the government says it's okay. It's not okay with God. And they're not God. They're supposed to take care of the earth. They're supposed to take care of government. In towns and cities. And states. And nations. They have no right to tell you. 
that you can destroy a baby. And that's what they were doing in those days, and they're doing the same thing today. They have gods in New York City that they worship. They put them up in the street in New York City. They put the colors, and they put the image on the Empire State Building. They worship false gods. Many of you that hear this message, I pray that you get understanding and revelation because this is the word of God to you tonight. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Remember the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Remember he made all things including you and me. And he had a plan for us and a purpose for us and he made it so that we're here. And that you're here tonight to hear the gospel. He's the Lord of heaven and earth. And he doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. Neither is worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything. Seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. You see that? Thank God that you have life. Thank God that you have breath. Thank God of all the things that he has blessed you with. And, and when you have Jesus as your personal savior, you can know the true God and you can talk to him and have a relationship with him. And he will build you and you will be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Because he will be in you. Paul's preaching. He's giving them knowledge about the true God. Because they don't know who God is. They're worshiping false gods. That's not going to get them to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to me unless the Father draw him. And no man can come to the Father unless he comes through me. So the bottom line is, to all humanity, that goes for all religions, that goes for all people, that goes for people of all languages. That goes for people that are different skin color. God made it all. God made it all because we are of one blood and we were all born in Adam. Whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're red, whether you're yellow, whether you're pink, whether you're brown, we all were born in Adam. All the races were in Adam. And when Adam fell in sin, every race fell in sin. And that's why all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all guilty. The whole human race. And he hath made one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. You see, the face of the earth is where you're born. And God made it possible of where you're born. I was born in New York City 
That's where God called me to be to my mother and father. God knew that, and that's where God put me. Because he has the times and the appointed times and the bounds of our habitation. So God put Adam in the garden to take care of the garden. But we know that Adam and Eve sinned. And we inherited that sin that came upon us. So Paul is getting closer to the matter. He's given them knowledge to understand the truth. Listen, listen, listen. You shall know the truth, and the truth can make you free. That's why the apostles died for Jesus. They knew the truth. They knew he was the God. They knew that he was the Christ. They knew that he was the real Messiah. They knew it, and they died for him. They died for him because they loved him, and he was the truth. And he lived the life, and he told them to love one another as I have loved you. And Paul loved his neighbor. And that's why he's, he's teaching them. And he says in verse 27 of Acts 17, And that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him, and find him, though he is, be not far, for every one of us. God is not far away as some people think he is. He's only a prayer away. He's right here in the, in the atmosphere. And he can manifest himself by the Holy Spirit and come into your heart, come into your life, and live in you. God in you, the hope of glory. It's no longer I that live, but it's Jesus Christ that liveth in me. This is the word of the Lord. And Paul is demonstrating this as the Holy Spirit moves on him as he gives them knowledge. For in him we live and we move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. You see, we are the creation of God. Billions of people have lived here on the earth. And billions of people will stand before God. There's going to be a resurrection of the dead. Of the righteous and the wicked. Paul goes on in verse 29. For as much then as we are the offspring of God... We ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold, or silver, or stone, graven by art and man's device. We don't make God an image. That's what they did in the Old Testament when Moses went up for the Ten Commandments. They made an image and made a golden calf, and they all partied. And they took their clothes off, and they worshipped a calf, a golden calf. 
They didn't listen to the true God. They didn't listen to his words. And Moses came down and he took a stand and told them and rebuked and told them that they were doing wrong and to repent. There's no life in an idol. There's no life but evil spirits that have images that are made to be God. Paul's telling them the truth here. And he's telling them the times of this ignorance. God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. God winked his eye at things that men did and women did in the Old Testament. He winked his eye at it, but now he doesn't wink his eye anymore. He's changed. And now he requires all men to repent. We all have to repent of our sins. We're all sinners. We need to be saved because he's the creator. And he has the right to make his creatures and teach them the ways of God and they're there to obey God. That is God's right as a righteous God and a good God. Because he has a plan for people's lives. The goodness of God leadeth men to repent. God is so good that men repent. They fall down on their knees and they repent at the goodness of God. And how good God is. Paul was killing, getting Christians killed. And he could have been wiped out. But God had mercy on Paul. And God used him and using him now. In verse 31 he says, Because he has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by, his, by the book. Jesus is going to judge the world by his word. And what he told us to do. And that's why we preach and we teach the word of God to the people. So they do not perish. By that man whom he hath ordained, that is Jesus Christ, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men that he had raised him from the dead. Now he's preaching the resurrection. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, that some of them mocked. And others said, we will hear these things again. We will hear this matter again. I don't know if you'll ever hear it again, some of you people. You might not hear the gospel again. I don't know that. But I know you're hearing it now. And I know I'm being obedient to what God told me to preach. And I tell you tonight that you're a sinner if you don't have Jesus. You're a sinner. That means we miss the mark. We miss the mark, but God loves you and he wants to save you. God the Father doesn't want you to perish. God doesn't want one person to perish. 
Not one person he doesn't want to perish and lose their soul. Your, your soul has been paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. And he washes our sins away. And that's God's ways. And that's the way he made it. Because he loves us. And he didn't make it so hard that we cannot do it. He gave giving us the grace to live this life. Some people believe Paul. Others did not. Others mocked Paul. But that didn't stop Paul. He didn't go start a fight with them. He just turned the other cheek. And he built the church. Mars Hill. I'm telling you, on a hill far away stood the old rugged cross. And that's where we cling tonight to the old rugged cross. If you don't know Jesus tonight, I'm going to help you as a brother in the Lord and pray with you so that you can know the living God, the true God. Many of you heard the message tonight and you know that you're not worshiping the true God. You're worshiping idols. You're into false teaching. You know it in your heart and the Holy Spirit is showing you a better way, the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's showing you the truth will set you free. You'll be free in your heart. In your inward man, you will stand and look in the mirror and say, I'm free. Sin doesn't have dominion over me. The kingdom of darkness doesn't have dominion of me because I'm translated into the kingdom of light. I belong to God. I'm a child of God. I'm a brother in the Lord. I'm a sister in the Lord. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Newness of life. Take the step of faith tonight. How does faith come? By hearing. By hearing the word of God, and then you have to make a decision. That's the way God made it. That's the way he made it, to preach the cross. We all must come to the old rugged cross where Jesus won the victory against Satan and all his demons. I'm going to say a prayer right now. All of you that do not have Jesus, I want you to come and receive Jesus. It's your will. And God wants the best for you. I want you to say this prayer. According to the word of God, Father, I come before you right now in Jesus' name. And I believe that I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. I've done a lot of bad things, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for all my sins. I ask that you forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Wash me with your blood, Jesus. 
make me clean. I believe you died and rose again from the dead. I believe it. I say it with my mouth, and I believe it in my heart. I stand before you right now, and I make my confession of faith. I say, Jesus, I come in, come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I believe everything you did for me at the cross. And according to your word, I am born again right now. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Get yourself a Bible. Start to read the book of John. Your name's written in the book of life in heaven. Pray to the Lord and ask him to give you a church, a full gospel church that they're preaching the word of God. The whole Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. Because God has a plan for you, my friend. And God wants you to have a family. And God wants you to have people that will love you and pray for you and help you in your Christian walk with God. This is God's ways. Find a good church, Christian, full gospel church. Receive salvation tonight. Receive the blessing of God. Receive the free gift. Jesus paid it all. All you have to do is receive it and repent of your sins and make a commitment to Jesus. And you belong to him now. You belong to him. And he will come in and he will work in your life. I pray, Father, that you pour out your spirit upon them tonight and that you heal and deliver and set them free. I pray, Lord, you provide every need. I pray for those that need a miracle, those that might be in wheelchairs, those that might be demon-possessed, those that might need a healing. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you move and that you bring them out by the power of God. I come to you not with the philosophies of men, but I come to you with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders will follow the preaching of the word because Jesus Christ is with us. He said, go and preach and I will be with you, working with you with signs and wonders. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. They shall speak with other tongues and they shall cast out demons in my name. You've heard the name tonight. You've heard the glorious name of the one that loves you so much that gave his whole life for you and suffered and paid for your sins so that you can be free and you can know him. That you can know your Savior, Jesus, the greatest person that you'll ever meet. Until next time, this is Pastor Joe and Joanne. As we prepare ourselves the best of our ability, as we give you the gospel by grace, the best of our ability, we pray until next time. We sign off tonight. Be blessed. Enjoy Jesus. Amen. Amen. Brother, this is a powerful word tonight. 
Brother Joseph, what would you like to title the message for the archive? They turned, they came to turn the world upside down. Man, I love that. Brother Joseph, if someone would like to contact you, is there a way they can do that? J&J by the C at Juno.com. J&J by the C at Juno.com. My friend, we love and appreciate you. God richly bless you and Sister Joanne for the work you're doing and give you great strength and years of life. We love you in Jesus' name. I love you too, Shannon. God bless you, brother. Thank you. See you again next time. Amen. Thank you, my friend. Amen, brother. Amen. Good job. Thank you. Folks, that was powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Coming up next, Sheila Zelensky. Get ready to reset. 